If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? We back. We back. It's January 17th, but we're back. We're back. Um, man, it feels good, right? Feels good. Christmas happened. New Year's happened. UFC Vegas 67 happened. Dude, I mean, gosh, the last time trying to think man the last time we had a show daggone there was a uh there was a ufc heavyweight champ of the world and now they're in now there is not i mean a lot's happened you know it's crazy i'm trying to think what else has happened you know i mean gosh i mean russia and ukraine are still fighting right we know that's a thing (laughs) uh if you guys are unaware, the lizards are currently meeting right now. The World Economic Forum is taking place in Davos. Um, those guys are all meeting. Austin, what's up, buddy? Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. I'm glad to see you in here. He said, what end up happening with Drew? Uh, so the, the immediate after action report episode where Drew was supposed to come on, uh, and then he did not show up that night. Uh, he sent me a, a little message and said, Hey, I had a, I had a friend, uh, who had to go to the hospital and I, I went with, um, as, as friends are one to do. Uh, he said, so, you know, obviously state your time and I will, I will make it up to you. Um, I was just in the hospital. My focus was elsewhere. My apologies. I know big deal, man, family and friends first, right? That's what we always talk about here. Uh, so we rescheduled for last week, but, uh, spoiler alert, I have hot tea in hand. I was stupid sick last week, uh, and I canceled on him. So I returned the favor. So you cancel a date on me. I cancel a date on you. Um, but I was sick. I was sick. I was, I've been under the weather for the better part of three weeks now, Appreciate everybody that's reached out, uh, offered various home remedies for all kinds of weird ailments. I don't know if I got the new strain of the Kraken or the XB973, the South African, you know, super, I don't know what this thing is. Um, But I was, you know, I had the pukes, then I had the shits, then I had the puke moved up into my head and it's just been pouring out of my nose. Not just mucus, it's like pukus, so... I'm feeling significantly better now. We are we march onward. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be an illness that takes me out. Let me, let's 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 get into this real quick. Most people, right? And I think I'll, I'm I'm gonna judge. I'll let you know what producer Jake's doing in the background here. Most people at some point in time have given thought or precedence as to how they're gonna go out, not how they want to go out, but they've thought maybe this is how I'm gonna go out, right? And I'm not talking about like you're experiencing something and you think, Oh, this is where I'm going to die. I'm saying like, in my opinion, I think I know what gets me in the end. Right. I think I have a general idea what I think is going to get me in the end. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be COVID. It's not going to be the flu. So 
uh, on my end, the video jump. So somebody say something not going the way I want it to go. I got nothing else going on. I did a speed test prior. Um, see what see what we got going on here. A little bit jumpy, a little bit jumpier than I want it to be. I'm getting a little indicator in the corner that says, hey, bro, your connection freaking sucks is what it's saying there. Austin says your shit's lagging like crazy. And that makes sense because it looks like it on my end. It looks like it uh, looks like something's happening here. You were chopping a little, says Jake. All right. If I run a speed test in the middle of this, I wonder what it'll tell me. It's going to tell me your internet's super fast. I was like 700 up. 800 down or something prior to this you know i love to do the speed check because i'm a i'm a boomer in the sense that i want my shit to work for what I, for what i pay for so i pay for those high speeds i want it to work uh so all right well, so hopefully hopefully we just have like a, a glitch that was the fbi logging in. that's what that was that was the fbi agent logging in for the feed so uh one time for the fbi right one time for the fbi Okay, let's talk about some stuff that's happened real quick. Christmas happened. Santa came through. Um, I hope you got everything you want. New Year's happened. New Year's resolutions? Are you guys New New Year's resolution folks? I don't think so. Um, But I do want to talk about something that's a little bit funny. Not funny for those involved, but funny for me. Funny for those in this, like, I hate saying this space. Oh, so pretentious. Sounds like like a verbal IPA for those in the space, but for everybody that's in like gambling MMA, if you do the Twitter thing, if you do the podcast thing, if you do the YouTube thing, this weird pseudo ugly ecosystem of sweat Lords watching people play high stakes punch face. If that's your cup of tea, we had some, we had a little bit of drama after new year's and I'm talking about, the dude MMA lock of the night. Those of you who are not aware, the only reason why this is the only reason why this is near and dear to my heart, the only reason why this is near and dear to my heart is I will say this. Okay. Um, OGs are not supposed to call themselves OGs, right? OG is a title that's earned. Like so it's like, but here's the thing, and I know it's super overused. I have been here long enough. Right, Twitter, Instagram. I'm telling anybody you go back in the archives of content, and I am here as far as MMA gambling goes. All right. That said, that dude has been around as long as I have been. There's a there's a handful of folks, not like a Mount Rushmore of that, because that would be super pompous. But there is a group, a selective group of people that have been on MMA gambling for a long time some have done more just leaps better than me right um both from content creation and success and everything like that but that doesn't mean that i haven't been here um but this dude has been around for a long time right like as equally long and as a competitive person whenever i start my podcast many moons ago and he started his right around the same time i would daily check itunes reviews and go and listen to his thing and go People fucking listen to this. People like this. Lo and behold, I move off of just audio only podcasting and get hooked up with uh, Trey. And he's like, we got to do YouTube. We got to do Instagram. We got to do all this other shit. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. 
And then I noticed this guy has this massive following. Okay. Now, anything from this point forward just sounds like I'm just talking in reverse based on what happened. But from the him, and there's another dude out there. Bro, ne- never have enjoyed their content, ever. Always thought, well, maybe for better or for worse, you may or may not know what you're talking about, but you mostly seem like you're full of shit. You have Ariel Helwani vibes in the sense that you were like, if I make enough content, enough people will like it because they don't realize something better is out there. So they just, right. And okay, that's me shitting on them and their creation. Now, that being said, most of that stemmed from the fact that I just thought you were a little bit slimy. You just had a little bit of that grime on you, right? Well, here's what happened. Long story, very short. My man decided he was going to run some contests, right? Set out the parameters for the contest. You pay the entry fee. No different than those of you that do point spread challenges and various fantasy football things and all the stuff, right? You pay the money. You get in. You compete against other like-minded individuals. And then at the end of the season or predetermined time, we pay it out, right? Has anybody here ever run one of those before? You ever been an admin or a mod or a commissioner on one of those? Oh, we're going back to the chop again, Jake. We're going back to the chop. I got to figure out what we're doing here. What is this? We doing cycles? We're just doing cycles here. I don't like it. All you fruitcakes like that. Watch me put some audio people are like what's with all the long breaks it's because i'm trying to outlast the chop whatever the hell the chop is i'm just trying to outlast it i don't know what it is video people you're brave i would have probably logged out by now anyway my man takes the earnings or not the earnings but the entry fees and then gambles them away then the contests end and people are like hey i won I got second place, third place, whatever. Where's my money at? And he goes, ah, it's a PayPal issue. I'll get you. I got you. Don't worry. Just give me time. Meanwhile, he's gambling on top of gambling, on top of gambling, trying to win the money back. Bro. Anyway, at a certain point, my man, I think it was Trotman. I think it was Trotman Boxing. If you follow, if you're on Twitter, I think it's at Trotman Boxing. Uh, very sharp boxing capper slash content creator. I believe Trotman was the one that blew the whistle on it. Now, he's the one that blew the big whistle. A couple months back, there was whispers that this dude wasn't paying people out. And there were so, still some people in the lurch on some older contest. Not a ton, but some, right? Then all of a sudden, they start coming out, right? He hasn't paid me. He hasn't paid me. He hasn't paid me. Well, I mean, at a certain point, patterns are patterns for a reason, right? Like you can say all you want about how you people how you feel about certain people, but a pattern is a pattern. And you, my friend, have a pattern of not paying people. So that's going to classify you as one of two things, a thief or an idiot. 
or a thief or a fool. You either you either lost it or you stole it. There is no in between. And if you stole it just to lose it, you're the worst of the worst, right? So, so I guess it makes it three things. Anyway, um, so everybody and her brother piles on this dude, myself included, because I I love nothing more than to kick a slime ball when they're down, right? Like I loved, I love working in the prison system based on the fact that I knew you were a criminal already, right? Like as a cop, you interact with people. I don't know whether or not you're a criminal. I encounter people every day. I don't know whether or not you're a slime ball or not. But here we go. If we're in the prison together, I already know you're a slime ball, right? So there's no point in even hiding it. Like you're here for a reason, buddy. You're already grimy. Every person I encounter on a day-in-day basis is a criminal, right? As a cop, I see people all the time. You may not be a criminal, but you are a criminal. But you go in there, you a criminal, right? Here's the thing. After enough time, dude, you have established yourself as grimy. You are a slime ball. You stole from people. You are, you're dead in the, you're dead in the water. You're dead in the water. So anyway, he got called out on it. He's been paying people back slowly. He was using the money to like pay for weddings and uh, remodel his mom's kitchen and all kinds of shit, which makes me think either one, he's getting cheap labor or two, you guys are in a. to join all these extra things it's crazy me it's crazy stupid 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 choppy jake fix my internet i'm gonna do a speed test real quick let's see if i don't know if it'll kick me off or not you guys hang just bear with me three seconds i'm gonna keep talking while i do this i don't understand why this is man all updates are good to go i don't you know i don't understand why this is slow i wonder you know what i wonder I wonder if I've got a kid awake in a room somewhere, producer Jake, that is using an electronic device. I wonder if that's the case. I wonder if. I'm going to keep talking, but I can't see anything because my whole shit has shut down. It's shutting it down. Yeah, the government's finally shutting Dale down. It's crazy, man. It's really it's really not doing it right now. It's really not. Nothing is working. That's This is crazy. I don't, I don't want to end the stream and come back because then I got to recreate the link and stuff. for stuff like this all the time like why why can't i just get it to worry it's a weird patch of shit not working man so long story super short mma lock of the night podcast youtube content i would encourage you you're free sovereign individuals you do whatever you want i never understood why people consume this content to begin with but if you consume it moving forward know that he's a fucking dirtball that's all i ask um me personally I would love it if we if he became like a pariah of the MMA betting space. If he became a pariah of the space, and we just see you, dude. And then I got I I there's another one out there, and you guys know you already know who I'm talking about. You already know who I'm talking about. Get him out of here too. Get him out. Get him out. No grown man should use. You already. I almost finished it. You you know who I was talking about. Um, all right. And then let's see. 
I had a couple predictions. I'm not going to say I'm freaking Nostradamus, but I might be Dale Stradamus. I said right. I said after New Year's, this is what's going to happen. Francis going to the PFL. John Jones and Cyril Gone are going to fight for the undisputed belt. And Jamaha Hill, spoiler alert, burying the lead here, is going to be the light heavyweight champ of the world. Um, all that being said, this this was said before. This was said before Francis wasn't re-signed and Francis was let go. This was before Gone and um, Jones was announced as a title fight, and we were leading into Hill versus Teixeira for this weekend. So um, here we go. Like I said it. I got receipts. Get on my tweeter. You can check it out. Uh, but no, they didn't. Resi- they didn't re-sign Francis, right? And they said, well, you know. Dana White did his thing, didn't want to fight, didn't want to come to agreements, this, that, and the other. Here, here's where I don't understand. And this is this is where we talk about money, people start getting funny, right? Uh they said they were gonna make Francis the highest paid heavyweight in UFC history. What does that mean? Right? What is what does the highest paid heavyweight in UFC history mean? How much money do how much money is reasonable for these guys right like how much money is reasonable for them to make because i i feel a stronger pull for feeling like the guys making 24 and 24 should be making more right like um mark hunt if i'm not mistaken his deal with the ufc his last deal was like eight million dollars Maybe 10. I feel like $10 million as a professional athlete is a great salary. That's essentially the salary cap of two WNBA teams. I mean, like 10, 10 mil is not bad. Look, I'll fight a fucking silverback for 10 million. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. Like maybe that's, well, Dale, you're poor. That's why you say that. Or you're not a professional athlete. Both of those things can be true. I can still want to do that and still not have the athletic ability to do so. And my my poverty sh- drives me to do things I don't want to do. I mean, I'm not poor enough to be a prostitute, but I will. I mean, I you ever watch bum fights? I'll beat up a homeless person. You put a couple hundred bucks. I mean, what what are we talking about here? How bad do you want me to beat them up? Like, it's money's money here. What are you talking about? Like, let's let's figure this out. You can't get Francis Ngannou for a couple million. Well, it turns out Francis is asking for a lot of other stuff. He's asking for like systemic changes, right? It's not just money. He wants systemic changes. He goes on to Ariel Hawani show today and says he wanted health insurance for all fighters. Now, the way Drew's explained it to me is that what happens in the cage, you are covered, right? You're covered if it happens in the cage. Um, if it happens outside the cage, you are not. You have to cover independent insurance. If you guys remember his last episode, he said he fought Terrence McKinney with a torn LCL because it happened in the cage, right? He wanted to get that pit, he wanted to get that fixed, right? Like a lot of people just breeze right past that. That's a very keen insight, right? So Francis said, No, I don't want that. I want everybody covered under health insurance. That's reasonable. But as a person who sold group health insurance, especially at the limits that it would take for professional athletes. 
he's asking the UFC to spend hundreds of millions of dollars over the course of X amount of contract period. That supersedes any one person. They're not going to do that. They're, that was ne- that's never happened. They said, "Well, okay, I want in cage sponsorships, right?" My, my man Francis wants to wear the Condom Depot sticker on his crotch again, right? He wants to bring back the the Fastenal. He wants to bring back the Milwaukee Tools, right? That's what he wanted. UFC said a long time ago, not doing that anymore, right? Because they wanted to provide a clean, professional look, clean, professional look. And then they turned the mat and the canvas and the pillars and posts and everything in between into their own billboards and took all that money. Duh. Duh. So what, they're now going to give all that money up? There's no way that's going to happen. There was another, there was like a third stipulation too, which I can't remember. But my point being is this, is that Francis wasn't just asking for more money. He was asking for not only the UFC to spend hundreds of millions of dollars more, tens of millions, hundreds is even a lot, tens of millions of dollars more, but also lose revenue by eliminating individual sponsorship and advertising rights as well. So Francis, yeah, you pay me the 10 million, but I'm going to cost you probably 50, 60, $100 million a year in other things. Um, at which point, if I was Dana White, I would have told him to fucking kick rocks too, because you you are a business and no one man is an island. And I'm going to be honest with you, Francis Ngannou ain't sinking the UFC when he leaves. I'm just not going to do it. He's just not that big of a, I'm, he is, I want to say he's not that big of a drop. Listen, he is massive. He is scary. He has a good backstory. Okay. But in reality, the reaction to him leaving and the champion, like all you see these people like out there being champions for the Francis Ngannou cause this is reactionary, right? We, we are a reactionary fan base. Now that he is gone, we're like, Oh, Francis, you couldn't market Francis, the sand mines of Cameroon, the homeless in Paris to living in, you know, Vegas and doing all these things and hits harder than a Ford Escort and learned English and all this other you know, Wakanda forever, three Kings, all this other shit that they've tried. None of that stuck, man. Everybody knew that. Everybody knew that, right? Holly Holm knocked out Ronda Rousey and she did every show on the planet earth. People knew it, right? Everybody knew Francis's thing. You think, check this out. You think that they couldn't do that with you think they couldn't do that with Francis? You think they couldn't get Francis on TV shows? You think people wouldn't want Francis on there because he brings eyes to them? Nate Diaz went so, goes on or has gone on rather some late night shows. Connor went on, Rhonda went on, Holly Holm went on a few. Come on, you think they? Fran, I mean, baddest dude on the planet. You don't, you don't think they could get Francis on to do the Today Show? Go out there and punch something? You know, hell, they put Deontay Wilder. I would argue that almost more people know who Francis Ngannou is than Deontay Wilder. I know. Oh gosh, wait, hold on. I might take that back. That's a bad take. More people know who Deontay Wilder is than Francis Ngannou. But they, last time they put Deontay Wilder on a show, he punched a guy in a mascot outfit and like fractured his face in three places. So uh, maybe maybe you don't put Francis on a show. I don't know. Maybe too, I don't know. You just don't have him punch anything, right? Or at least not a person. Um, but no, I mean, listen. If somebody is a big enough draw, 
you will find ways to give them money and bring them to you because you know that they will bring their fan base with them. This is how this is how influencer marketing works, right? You find a chick with her boobs out and go, those are nice boobs. I, I make tea. I make tea and you have nice boobs. I, I will give you my tea and give you money if you drink my tea while we're, while showing your nice boobs. And they go, okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So if Francis was marketable, somebody would look at him and go, I have a pickup truck. And if Francis drove my pickup truck, more people would buy my pickup truck. And then I could sell more trucks. But nobody want, nobody's going to do that. You can't market. He's not, he doesn't connect with people. He doesn't resonate. He doesn't resonate. Jake, Jake's a cat person, bless his heart, but he likes dogs too. You go, you go to a, a dog park, you walk your dog, you come across another dog you like, or you see a dog and the dog's very friendly. You're like, oh, this great dog. I like this dog a lot. That's really, this is a really nice dog. You want this dog? No, I don't want that dog. That's not my dog. I don't want that one. And you just keep moving and you just go, that was a great dog. Francis, great fighter. Very interesting. Very, very cool to watch. I, I enjoyed him a great deal. He's gone now. I, I won't think, I mean, it'd be hard to think about again. I'm not going to like sit back in the annals of time and go, oh, Francis Ngannou. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one that got away. That's the white whale. So it's not it. It's not it. And I mean, he's a great guy. Don't give me a great guy. Great story. The whole nine. But you can have all that and not connect with people. Right. I mean, hell, think about how many boomers, you know, how many old people do you know? Do you like all of them? Do you like all of the old people, you know, like if anybody over the age of 80, do you like them? Like you really like them that that aren't your nana, your pop pop. Do you like them? How many of them do you like? Probably not a lot of them. Right. But you go, oh, survive the Great Depression, survive the Dust Bowl, survived Hooverville, survived the Spanish flu, you know, raised family despite the odds, did all these things. Right. Did all these things. Great story. Great story. Just don't care. I don't care. Francis, Stan Mines, homeless in Paris, Vegas, UFC heavyweight champ. Rags the fucking riches, dude. Cheers. Sunset. Go box Tyson Fury and get embarrassed. So. <laughs> Austin says, not going to lie. I really hate old people. Just put me down after 70. Bro, if you go to Canada, they'll do that for you. That's another thing that's changed since the last time we had a show. You can go to Canada and they'll fucking kill you for free. Not for free, but you can pay to have them do it. There we go. Sorry, I thought I was uh, I thought I was back off mute. My bad. Anyway, I was saying, producer Jake, yeah, I got you. The lag there, we're good. We're back. UFC 283 takes place this Saturday on pay per view. I love the little kind of talking to somebody on the moon. All right, UFC 283 takes place this Saturday. On pay-per-view, we're back in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. This is a card I initially wanted Dober on. I wanted him fighting RDA on it, but we didn't have that. So uh, first fight on the main card. I'm going to switch tabs here so I can see this. And hopefully we don't reintroduce the chop back into all this shit, man. Let's just start with the legend, can we? Can we start with Shogun versus Ihor Potera? Can we start with that? Can we just do Shogun? You get Shogun at plus 175. 
Ehor at a minus 205 over under on rounds is at two and a half. Hear me out. Hear me out. Nikolai Negomarianu, my Romanian warrior who just got slept by Carlos Olberg and lost me two pinches worth of cash. Beat the shit out of Ihor Poteria. And I'm not talking about just like you roughed him up a bit. It wasn't a scuffle, right? This wasn't a this wasn't a, a dust up, if you will. He kicked the he beat the brakes off of him. So now I understand Shogun is not looked good lately. And this is a retirement fight. And as a rule of thumb, almost never bet on a fighter as a retirement fight. There's just too much in it. You know what I mean? There's just too much extra attached to this, right? It's in Brazil. It's his homecoming of sorts. It's both the homecoming and the farewell tour. You know, it's like the, it's like the videos you see when they're walking the service dog to the vet's office to put them down, right? Everybody's lined up outside. They're clapping for him. <laughs> dog has no idea what the hell's going on. And they go in there and they kill it. That's, I mean, that, Sort of the vibe of what this is set up for. And honestly, I want to enter this year on a more positive note. And I realize I just spent the first 27 minutes of the show shitting on people. But I'm going to enter 2023 on a more positive note. I want, I want to see Shogun ride off into the sunset with a win here. I understand Pateria is a minus 205 favorite, but I'm going to be honest with you. Watch this man fight and tell me whether or not he should be minus 205 against anybody. Anybody. Come on, man. One time for the one time, as the kids say, can we get Shogun? Now, facts aside, facts aside, Pateria should beat Shogun. Now, right? If we have a time machine, we go back in time. It's not even close, right? There's a point in time where Shogun would have been like a minus 800 favorite against this dude. But this ain't that Shogun, right? If we're being honest with ourselves, this is not that guy. He should lose this fight. He should. Minus 205. Okay. I personally won't play Ehor at that price. I mean, if you want to, I feel like an inside the distance play might be worth your while here. Uh both of these guys in you know recent outings. I, granted, Patera was because he was getting the shit kicked out of him, but energy management is not the strong suit of either one of these guys, right? And you also got Shogun, who's you know better part of forty here, right? Um, inside the distance play under two and a half, yes, yeah, I like that more than anything else. If you don't want to just bet on violence. Um, but if I'm being truthful here, I will I will make a small play on Shogun. Just very small. Just to put the vibe out for 2023, right? The year of the old man. No, because Glover's going to lose Saturday. Not the year of the old man. Just, I, just let the story write itself. I, I said this at the end of 2022. 2020, 20, 2023. There we go is going to be the year of the story. It's going to be the year of the narrative for the UFC. There will be, it will be the storyline, right? We're entering a 
WWE era of of storytelling with the way these fights are going to break down this year. I can feel it in my gristle. And we're either going to see the I might have to make I might have to like literally hard pause and make another cup of tea. Um <clears throat> this might be like Shawn Michaels sweet chin music Ric Flair. That might be what this is. This might be that moment that I'm so sorry. And then he just he's you know Patera just puts Shogun out or or we may see we may see who will ride off into the sunset. I'm gonna bet on I'm gonna bet on who are riding off in the sunset here. MMA usually traditionally provides no farewell tour, no standing in the cage, waving to the fans. It was a good one. You know, it's almost always a guy or gal <coughs> busted, bleeding, broken, going like Luke Rockhold against and Costa. Like, I'm just too old for this shit now, man. These guys are too young, too fast. Can't do it anymore. I'm gonna bet on I'm gonna bet on Shogun getting it done. I I want I I need that in 2023. I know the MMA gods don't care about what you need, but it's what I want. It's what I need. I'm going for it. Just small, small, but under two and a half is my play. Lean, lean Hua, lean Hua, um, under two and a half. Why not? All right. Paul Craig Johnny Walker is next up. I'm gonna be honest with you. When this fight came out, right when they when they launched this, they announced this fight in my brain. Right, always try to do the same thing. Um, oh, the chops back! It was back. The chop came back for a second. I think we're good now. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, yeah. When this came out, you try to do the same thing, right? You guys all do this too. We've talked about this enough. When a fight comes out, you cap it in your mind before you look up the odds. Right, you say, oh, "Who's going to win that fight? Who's going to win that?" And they go, "How confident am I in that?" Cap it yourself, and then you go look at the odds. And if it's better, if you get better odds or about the same, you play it. If it's worse, yep, stay away. In my mind, I said Johnny Walker two to one favo, two to one. I think he beats Paul Craig, and I like Paul Craig. You guys know I like Paul Craig, but. Fuck Paul Craig don't like being hit. Oh, gosh, he doesn't like being hit at all. Not that anybody likes being hit. I love your messages afterwards, Dale. Nobody likes being hit. I understand that. Some people react better to it than others. Johnny Walker and Paul Craig don't both. Neither one of these gentlemen respond particularly well for being from being cracked. That said, Johnny Walker has more of an ability to land that punch than Paul Craig does. Johnny Walker has to stop two takedowns. Three. Three. Johnny Walker can stop three takedowns. He beats Paul Craig. He's got to stop three. Um, so I'm on Johnny Walker here, money line, and I am on Johnny Walker by KO as well. Um, normally, this is where I would pull up my prop list and give you guys the numbers on these things, but well, screw it. We're going to do it anyway. Chop or no chop. If you're here at this point, you already you already understand how chop works. Uh, Walker inside the distance is at minus 135, which I love. And then Walker by KO, um, you can get at a minus 140. And I'm going to be honest with you here. 
that can't be right. I got to refresh that. Wait a second. I'm, that broke my brain for a second. Hold on. Johnny Walker. Walker by KO. Okay. Walker by KO is like minus 112. Okay. That's better. Okay. Walker inside the distance is at minus 135. Okay. That's what I wanted. That should be, that was to say that KO should not be worse odds than inside the distance because you're giving the, you're getting the, uh, the possibility of a submission as well. Okay. Johnny Walker inside the distance minus 135 is the play. Is the play. We saw recently he got a submission win. Don't just, just you never know, right? You just never know. You're in a weird ground and pound situation. A guy rolls over, gives his back, you grab the neck. It, it can happen They're more often than not. And, and, and then another thing, too, is what you don't want to see, and do this is killer, is when you have somebody tap due to strikes. Like you're in a weird spot, like crucifix or something like that, and you're getting wailed on. Not, I mean, light heavyweights, you're not going to get that very long. But positionally speaking, you're just kind of stuck like Chuck, and you tap due to strikes. That has happened before. Imagine having a TKO ticket and then having somebody tap due to strikes. You would literally high dive into a shallow pool. So don't do that. Give yourself the inside the distance. Give yourself 15 minutes of violence against these guys. Johnny Walker inside the distance, minus 135. That's play. That's play right there. Uh, and then if you're Paul Craig, Paul Craig only wins by submission. So, I mean, if you really just can't stay away from Paul Craig, Paul Craig by submission, plus 275. So if you really feel like it, I mean, if you really feel like it, go. And then the only way you get screwed is a decision, which Johnny Walker and Paul Craig, Craig, who on earth? Here it comes. We're in it right now. We're in the chop. I'm actually hardwired in, too. We're not doing Wi-Fi or anything like that. Very strange. Very strange. I'm saying something the FBI doesn't like. Maybe. CIA. I don't know. Somebody. <sighs> Somebody. Hey, fun, fun, um, fun fact. I gave my brother-in-law a copy of Industrial Society and its Future, which, if you're not familiar, is the manifesto of... Dr. Ted Kaczynski, uh, very controversial guy, Dr. Ted. But uh, if you are interested in the teaching, I mean, anybody, listen, if you guys, if if you're a Lex Friedman guy, which I don't I'm not, but if you're a Lex Friedman guy, if you're a Joe Rogan guy, if you're this, I'm going to encourage you to explore the writings of one Dr. Ted Kaczynski. Gave my brother-in-law a copy of that book. He read it like in a, in a day and a half. Industrial society in its future. Check it out. Thank you. I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> I think you guys will like it. Uh, how do we get here, Jake? How do, why did I start talking about Dr. Ted? Oh, the FBI making my shit chop up. That's what it is. Okay. That's what it was. All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> next fight, dude. Who's the next fight? Jessica Andrage, Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy at 16 and 5. Andrage at 23 and 9. Um, Jessica Andrade minus four sixty. Lauren Murphy plus three sixty. 
I know it's supposed to be a women's science play, right? Like, you have to sprinkle Lauren Murphy just because it's women's science. Under, over, under, on two, is it two and a half? I would be inclined to say that I don't know. Um, I don't necessarily know. I know Jessica Andrade is like a finisher. I, I, does does it being in, does the fight being in Brazil does that play into her wanting to get the finish? I think she just naturally fights pretty damn aggressive anyway. Um, Lauren Murphy, on the other hand, very clinch heavy, very dirty, boxy. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't see a lot of avenues to victory for Lauren here. If I'm being honest. Other than like a weirdly survive the chaos, Andrade gets tired from trying to knock her out, and then she uses her height advantage and is able to like control position, drag her down. Oh gosh, but then holding her down, I just don't. Gosh, I just don't see a lot of paths to victory for Lauren Murphy here. You know, oftentimes we talk about in women's fight, not a lot of, lot not a lot of, not a lot of women do very many things very well, let alone good. Great, not good. I don't even know what Lauren Murphy does particularly good or even okay at and how she's going to put all that together to beat Jessica Andrade. I, I really don't see. I mean, plus 360, I'm going to take a stab at it because Jessica Andrade is not on my minus 400 women's list. But I, I really don't see a path to victory for her. Uh That said, um, Andrade, if you're a, if you're a DFS player, if you like DraftKings, Andrade should be an anchor piece for you. She should be one of your core. I'm at. Oh gosh, I'll tell you what the price is on her. Hold on, I think she's probably, I think she's probably at the nine ninety one hundred spot. They put the prices out for everybody already, so let's. Let's look and see. Andrade, 9400 I don't know if she's worth that price, to be honest with you. I don't know who's going to be smaller price-wise that's going to handle that, um, that's going to absorb that. I Your three heavy, your three heavies are Jalton Almeida, which we're going to get out. We're going to talk about her him. Josie Ann Nunez and Jessica Andrade are your three most expensive <coughs> DraftKings players this weekend. Almeida is ninety seven hundred. I I mean he can't touch him at that. You, your roster will be shit, and his play he's going to be played on everybody's. So I I don't know if that's your guy either. Uh, Andrade should be on there though. I think I, I think because I my belief is that Andrade should be able to get you sixty points on volume alone, even without a finish. So you're looking at somewhere between sixty and hundred with her because Lauren Murphy's not going to finish her. She's going to throw. She's likely going to score. So she's either going to get the knockout, get the submission, or she's going to score points for you. So a way to figure out how to make money with this terrible spot here um, is Andrage inside the distance if you're feeling spicy or Andrage put her on your DraftKings lineup. It's about the, I, I'm trying to give you something here. And then obviously women's science. I, I mean, I'll play Lauren Murphy because I, I said I would, but boy, I don't see a lot of paths of victory for her. Really don't. All right, next fight. What do we got? Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Can we be honest here about Gilbert Burns and Neil Magny? 
producer Jake. Am I chopping up again? There he goes. Gilbert Burns. My survive the chop. Survive the chop. We got a bunch of damn Bellator lines this weekend. Is what we got. We got freaking Bellator lines. This is not. It's not akin to what we normally see. UFC is this wide a line. Um, Neil Magny at plus money traditionally has been a cash cow for me. I'll say us. The majority of us has been a cash cow for us. If there is a minus three, if like if there's a minus four hundred guy or gal that could lose this weekend, tell me why it couldn't be Gilbert Burns. I mean, Gilbert hits very hard. Gilbert is very fast. Neil Magny is like a savvy veteran of the game, right? Now he's got he got rocked in the Max Griffin fight. He's been getting hit lately. It's normally not something we have ready to deal with with Neil. Gilbert's taken a lot of time off since the Hamzat fight. Um, we're back in Brazil. Is Neil worth a stab is the question. Uh, I, I feel like I have said at times in my life, if you give me Neil Magny at plus money, I will play him. I mean, that just feels like a statement that rings true for me. If you give me Neil Magny at plus money, I will play him. Because <coughs> I'm out of tea, so now we're switching over to water. Time to rotate the cups. Stand by. Neil does a lot of things very well. Um, what what used to make Neil Magny great was his ability to circle off the jab, and then when you got close – he would almost dart in and wrap up. He would literally like meet you, parry hands, wrap arms, and then position you towards the cage and then ultimately go. And he was very good at switching from single legs to ankle picks to, to drags. Like he, he was very good at constantly keeping you reactionary whenever he got a hold of you. That's slowed down in recent years. I mean, obviously, Neil's getting older and he's fighting younger people and. You know the game is evolving. It's not. It's not as not as one dimensional as it used to be. Um, I mean, it was always kind of multi dimensional, but you know what I'm saying. The flavor profile has evolved. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, headphones users. Um, I like Neil here. I think. He, I think he has some things. What concerns me about him in this fight is the leg kicks and the fact that he's been getting hit more, right? Like Burns fires off that overhand lightning fast. It's fast. Um, I'd like to believe that it, sta- it has stayed fast in the time that we have not seen him, but th- you know, there's really honestly no telling until we see him in there. Minus 465 seems like a pretty steep price. I'll tell you this much. Neil Magny isn't flying to Rio de Janeiro to go on vacation. And he's certainly not flying down there to get his ass kicked in front of a bunch of, you know, 20,000 screaming Brazilians um, all chanting, you're going to die, you're going to die. That's definitely not what what he's going down there to do. He's going down there to, to brawl. 
uh, or to win a fight, rather. Right? Neil Magny don't want to brawl. Neil Magny wants to grind you into dust and just drown you without water. Um, I, I Gilbert Burns by knockout. Oh gosh, it's all like all violence all the time. It's tough when you got a Brazilian card because they all go out there and they they fight like freaking crazy people trying to like live up to the crowd hype. So you get a lot of you get a lot of crazy like like uh, like Fabricio Verdum chasing down Stipe getting knocked out on the back foot kind of shit. That's what happens in Brazil. You get crazed. They're they're like rabid animals down there, man. Uh anyway. I think I think if Neil fights his best fight, he can beat Gilbert Burns. Now, Neil has to fight his best fight to beat Gilbert. Uh, I have long shit on Gilbert for being an undersized welterweight, but the dude's here to stay now. I mean, he's obviously right there. Neil, at this point in his career, is a step back for Gilbert, and it's a very winnable fight for him where he has the opportunity to showcase what makes him great, which could be his jujitsu or it could be his knockout power. Both of those could be on display against Neil Magny. They absolutely could be. Um, Gilbert Burns inside the distance is a very juicy play, given the fact that Neil's been getting hit a lot more lately. Uh, I would switch over and check that, but I believe that me switching tab to tab is what's introducing the chop, so I'm not going to do that. I encourage you to look that up at your own time. Gilbert Burns inside the distance. Neil Magny at plus 365 is just the way to go. Um, I don't believe he's going to finish Gilbert unless Gilbert somehow either gets hurt or gasses himself out mightily, and we see a late third-round stoppage. Uh, I would say Neil Magny by decision. If that 365 price just ain't juicy enough for you on a guy like Neil Magny, he is one to win decisions. He loves that shit. He is the Caitlin Chukagian of men. He loves winning decisions. So by all means, <coughs> excuse me, get on that Neil Magny uh, by decision if that's the way you feel about it. But if you're on the burn side, inside the distance. If you're on the Magni side, Magni money line or Magni by decision. Co-main event in the evening. We saw it once. We saw it twice. We saw it thrice. And now here it is, the flyweight fight nobody wanted to see again, but because that division is weaker than women's featherweight. Now that's that's a bad take too. It's two bad takes this time. Um it's not that weak, but damn it, man. I didn't, we didn't see, we didn't need to see this one again. Let them fight somebody else for a little bit and come back. Anyway, Davis and Figueredo plus 100, Brandon Moreno minus 120, over on around four and a half. I'll say it here. I said it, I said, I said it on Elon Musk's Twitter earlier. Something about Brandon Moreno. I know a lot of people love Brandon Moreno. Like they love him. They love him as a person. They love him as a fighter. They're just, oh man, Brandon Moreno. That's my man's pots and pans. They love that dude. Something about him just doesn't ring true to me, man. I just don't resonate with that guy. I just like, I don't know, man. Like it's just not, he's just not my speed. Like as a person, he doesn't seem like, I mean, again, I don't know him at all. Uh, This doesn't seem like my dude. Like that, he didn't see my speed as a, like a person, and as a fighter, okay. I mean, he's fun to watch at times, depending on the matchup. Part, I mean, <laughs> this is bad take after bad take. Personally speaking, I thought that him and Davison have had one good fight against each other. The other two were stalemates. I I, I seriously thought, I thought Brandon Moreno, Davison Figueroa. 
to the to me those fights are like watching are like watching Wonder Boy and Tyron Woodley fight one another. It's just stalemating. They had one great fight, and the other two have just been. Well, I don't know who won. I don't know who won, and it wasn't it wasn't a Zhang Wei Li, Joanna Young Jake Check won. I don't know who won. <coughs> it was a. I don't mean nobody really is a clear cut anything here. Makes sense why there's draws and split decisions. That being said, Figueroa's older now. The dude is not active at all, and he did not train at fight ready for this camp. So, um, my concern with Figueroa is exactly that. How where where are you, where are you going? What kind of rounds are you getting in? Who are you with? What's your diet like? What's your discipline like? And also, I know it's like to be an old ass man. Knees hurt, ankles hurt. You know what I mean? You're just out there getting after it. And then, I mean, at this point, if you're Davis and Figueredo, if you beat Brandon Moreno, what is next for you? Like, if you're Davison, you beat him. Who are you going to fight next? Who's a clear cut? No, you have, who are you going to fight? Who do you have him fight? Fucking Jimmy Flick. Like, who do you have him fight? <coughs> Kai Car France, Brandon Roy Vall. Who do you have him fight? Everybody fight. They put rankings on these dudes, but it's Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno and everybody else. Just everybody else. That's why they keep engaging these two dudes in a circle jerk for the fourth time now. Ain't nobody else to have them fight except each other. They're just, why? Cejudo's coming back. He's going to Bantamweight. He's not going back to Flyweight. He's not coming. Why? There's no point. I mean, you know, TJ Dillashaw's emaciated ass come out of retirement and go down there and fight Davison. What do you, there's nothing for him, there's nothing for him to do. So, I mean, in nightmare scenarios, Brandon Moreno goes down there and beats Davison, and they got to fight again. The first, you know, what are you, you going to do? Just have him keep running it back, like, over and over again? What was the other one? Who did Spencer Fisher fight three times? Was it, was it Sam Stout? Here you go. It's, we're noodling this. Producer Jake. Is it Sam Stout? Sam Stout, Spencer Fisher. How many times they fight? That was two or three, I believe. Twice. That was it. There's only been a couple trilogies. And then I think this is the four. This is the only time where it's been four. <laughs> but anyway. He's had these two dudes, they put on one good fight, so he's having continually fight one another over and over again. It was it was two, Jake. Yeah, it was two. All right, cool. I for some reason I felt like that was three. Bigfoot Silva and Mark Hunt, that was two. A rematch is nothing. I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with having a having a good rematch, but a fucking trilogy. Oh gosh. And then four. Yikes. Anyway, I'm on Brandon Moreno here. Um, I think he's younger, he's got more gas in the tank. I think he beats Davison. Davison hits very hard, but the camp switch, the age, the weight, I just, well, you know what? I say the weight thing, but I feel like I read something today that said he's only four pounds over where he needs to be for the weight cut. So that's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. Um, but 
I'm on Moreno. I'll take Moreno here for the story, right? For the story. 2023, the year of the story. Moreno's the story. Um, just I my uh freaking Mucinex is failing me here. All right, main event of the evening. I just switched tabs. Here it comes. Here comes the chop. <laughs> Glover to share. Jamahal Hill. J- Dude, Bet Online has Hill at the minus one thirty four favorite. Woohoo! Baby. Um, um. I knew the chop was coming. I knew it. I could feel it. I switched tabs. That's what it is. Something about something about the tapology tab. It does not like that. So anyway, um, we're going to let me say this. I think I think nothing would make me happier MMA wise than to see Glover to share a beat Jamal Hill. And his path to victory is is simple. He needs to take him down. Right. Um, that's that that's really no more keen insight. No, he needs to take him down. I mean, Jamal Hill has shown glaring deficiency on the ground. Um Glover needs to get him down. If he can get him down, he'll t- he'll he'll submit him, or he'll again positionally dominate him and put him in a spot where he can't adequately defend himself from strikes. And you know damn well, Herb Dean's a gold standard. Herb Dean will get Jamal Hill out of there. He's not gonna let he's not gonna let that dude just get just get the shit kicked out of him. Um, Glover's got to survive one or two rockings, right? One or two rockings from Jamal Hill. What's interesting to me is I wonder the respect level that Hill has towards Glover, right? Like, does he think Glover offers anything that he needs to be aware of, right? Because if, if I'm, if I'm honest, my assessment of Jamal Hill is that he is, is he's one of those guys that doesn't care about what his opponent has planned at all. He's going to go out there and fight the same kind of fight. Like Cowboy Cerrone would go out and fight the same fight, whether it was against, a guy with knockout power or a guy, you know, jujitsu specialist, if you will. He didn't care. He, fought, he literally fought every fight the same way. Just like trained to be in a fight and then just went and got in one. Uh, Jamal Hill strikes me very much the same way. I'm, I'm sure there's been special attention paid to trying to stuff takedowns and, you know, positionally speaking with some of the stuff Glover likes to do choke wise and all this kind of stuff. But it's different when you got that, you know, that 43 year old dad grip on you, right? You know, he's got, he's got 30 plus years of holding on to the handles of a vibrating lawnmower, cutting an acre and a half. You know what I mean? That, that dude's grip strength is unreal, man. You know what I mean? Um. Oh, here we go. Matt T. Herzog is the gold standard. That's a hot take, but I'm here for it. I'm here for that. I can get on board with that. Herzog is good. He is like a ninja, too. He is a squirrely little fucker. Bro, tell me Herzog wouldn't play man, like just man press defense the entire time. Like if you were to pick up game at the YMCA, just rec league ball, Herzog's on you the entire time. Like he's playing man press all the time, all the time. He gives you no room to like, he, like, dude, it's pickup. You can back up. Um, 
he's right there, right there on you. Nickel says, I'm taking Glover by finish plus 155. It's my best bet this week. Ooh. Hmm. Herzog's a 95% free throw shooter and coaches kids. Yeah. 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 All the other refs talk to fighters all the time. Hearing fingers is starting to really piss me off. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's a lady. You don't want anybody yelling fingers at you. Um, Bring back my boy, Mario Yamasaki. I like that too. Bring back Mario. Um, Boy, I hate to be juxtaposed against you on that best bet there, Nichols. I don't I I think he'll knock him out, man. I think I think he'll knock him out. Oh gosh. I mean I you know we I, I can't switch it just because of what you said in the chat. I was on I was on Hill by knockout when this fight first got announced. I can't change it now, although I will say it does give me great reservation to see that you're opposite sides of me here, but it is what it is. We will we will let that go. Uh, it's okay to be different, right? Um, Santos, guy who loves beer. Good to see you, buddy. Happy New Year. Uh, Santos took him down repeatedly. I 100% agree with you on that. I absolutely agree. His takedown defense is not great, and he has to know that Glover is going to go for that, but can he crack Glover? What the the weird thing about Mr. Thumbs Up on the chest, that dude's got that weird sneaky power, like the not trained power. Like he's got weird sneaky power. And again, we have not seen Glover in a while. The last time we saw him was an absolute war. How many miles are left on the tank, right? My prediction was Jamal Hill by champ or to be champ this year. I will rock with it for now. I will rock with it for now. Um, but I mean Inside the distance is the play here for this for this fight as a whole. Under two and a half. It I don't see here's it. So I saw I saw some people today that were on Hill and to share over one and a half, thinking that there's going to be a feel out process for that. And I get that, but I feel like if you're Glover, your path to victory is very it's abundantly clear. It's very crystalline how you get to a victory here. You do not engage in a you do not engage in a firefight with Jamal Hill. You take him down and you submit him, right? That being said, Jamal Hill, will that engagement that will come from Glover and him him trying to stop Glover from doing that and him, if he's successful and he knocks Glover out, if he's unsuccessful, Glover takes him down. And you're talking about surviving for 12 and a half minutes with Glover to share on you. I think under two and a half is a play here more than anything else. Inside the distance is super chalk. It's got to be like in the minus 400 range. Um, but under two and a half, I think, is a play here. Um Small sprinkle around two, three, TKO, KO for Hill. Okay. Okay. You're probably, Jamal Hill KO round two is probably 500. Three is probably six, 650. Um, under two and a half is probably where I'll land. I will sprinkle Jamal Hill money line. I'll probably sprinkle some round plays as well. But under two and a half is like my play. But the lean is Hill. The lean is Hill. All right, Producer Jake, I don't want to switch over and institute the chop again. So can you take me to the bottom of the prelims? It should be Simon Oliveira and 
There you go. Daniel Marcos, plus 130. Simon Oliveira, minus 150. Over and around is at two and a half. I think that Marcos is probably a lot. I mean, he's plus 130, so the odds already indicate that he's a live dog here. Um, I think he's from Peru. Not a lot of Peruvian fighters outside of Ken Flo, Kenny Florian. Um, fun little factoid about Ken Flo. I believe he is Peruvian. I think, I think Florian is a Peruvian last name. Anyway, um, I don't know. I, I Dog or pass for me here. Dog or pass. Uh, I don't think I don't think Oliveira should be favored really by getting much of anybody, but um, Marcos is pretty unheralded competition. Yeah, Marcos maybe is a dog. I don't know. Don't particularly love this one. Don't see. I don't think you're getting a lot of folks that are giving put a ton of action on this. And maybe these are the ones we should be fucking unloading on maybe it is maybe this is the simon Oliveira daniel marco spot is the spot of the card like are should we be should we become those people should we become the uh the sommeliers of prelim betting where we deep dive into these like dudes that are just coming off contender series and regional guys like that's where the lines are going to have the most exposure I don't know. I'm on Marcos. Dog or pass. If I were you, I'd dog or pass. Marcos. That's it. All right. Next. Give me the next one, Jake. Sarah Farn plus 400. Josie Ann Nunez minus 550. Lord help me. Give me strength to not bet Josie Ann Nunez at minus 550. Oh my goodness. How on earth? I know Sarah Farn is bad. She real bad. Carries a chin super high. Josie Ann Nunez. She looks like um, Frog Dog, <laughs> which I mean that that little gremlin, that Schmeagle looking thing. Um, she's wild looking, but she hits hard, man. She hits so hard. Sarah Farn gonna be taller. She's gonna be there to be hit. Josie Ann Nunez by KOTKO is your play. It is not money line. It, it, Please don't make me bet Zara Farn at plus 400. Please don't make me do that. I know I said I would bet every women's underdog, but please don't please don't make me do that. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that tracked anywhere. Matt T says that's Jim Miller. That's frog dog. I Matt, you and I have talked about this. I agree. I agree. But dude, Josie Ann Nunez is the is the she's the offspring of that, man. She really is. Um she really is. Don't trust this science. Yeah, I agree. I'm I I can't bet Zara here or Zara. I can't do it. Josie Nunez inside or by KO. Yeah. Yeah, by KO. She's not gonna submit her. Oh gosh, I hope not. She hits too hard. Yeah. Give me give me uh Nunez by KO. All right, Jake, what you got? Warley Alves versus Nicholas Dalby plus 105 on W. Uh Minus one twenty five on Warley Alves. Tell the Nicholas Dalby story. I, I tell every time that Nicholas Dalby has a fight. I made a I made a video. Jake, you've seen this video. The uh, the 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 Siamese twins jerking each other off video with Nicholas Dalby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I made a. Uh, I don't. Oh, I have, let me see if I have it saved. 
maybe we'll just do a uh maybe we'll we'll do like a weird bootleg i'll hold my my phone up because i don't think i can let me see if i do you have it saved jake no all right anyway i, I made a video of nicholas dalby uh back when back when this was a two-person show and uh because i love betting on nicholas dalby right like i i love that he just finds ways to be in like weirdly competitive fights and I believe he, he presents a style that's hard for the judges to determine whether or not he's winning or losing rounds. So he puts himself in position like to win fights that he shouldn't, right? Um, so I I like betting on him for that exact reason. And because of that, um, I, I find myself wanting to bet him in all these weird spots that I probably shouldn't be betting. So <coughs> uh, I created a meme of sorts many moons ago regarding Nicholas Dalby and <laughs> my partner in crime was like, you absolutely cannot post that. Please don't post that. My family monitors are, you know, our accounts. You can't post that. And I did post it. <laughs> and Dalby saw it. And he messaged me and he goes, dude, what the fuck is that? And I said, man, I love betting on you. And he was like, that's so weird. And, you know, Trey saw the, the thing and was like, bro, you got to take that down. So I took it down. But, um, oh my gosh. This is how you know your phone's filled with memes is when you're sitting here killing airtime for, you know, three and a half minutes and you have yet to get to the bottom of like i'm i'm trying desperately to to find this maybe i'll find it and i'll post it i'll find a way to post it i'll put it back on the ig which would mean i have to download instagram onto my phone again which i have not done which i'd encourage you guys to do as well get rid of it it is a time vortex oh i found it yes 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 all right hold on <laughs> now this is like this is some this is some bootleg boomerism here. Um, Cutwater wanted none of that Dolby action. You're absolutely right. No wonder Trey handled social media. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, if I email, I wonder if I could. Let's do this. Let's let's share. Oh gosh, bro. This is what we're going to do. Jake, I really wish I had planned this out for this is terrible radio, by the way. Terrible radio, terrible podcasting as a whole. I don't want to just hold my phone up because then it's like it's very tough to super lame to do that. Um, And the the sound will be all weird. So I'm going to email it to myself and then I will. Once I get it, I will share. I will share my screen on here, and we'll try it. We'll see if it works. We'll see if it works. This will be so funny, dude. So funny because producer Jake makes a cameo in this meme as well. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the fight. Worthy Alves minus one minus one twenty five. Nicholas Delby plus one five. Um, I am. I am leaning. Uh, I would love I would love to bet Dolby here in the spot. Something tells me Warley Alves is gonna get fucking knock him out though. I hate that. Um, but I really there's some 
spidey sense tingling in the back of my skull and you know there's that says well alves is gonna knock him out but i have a hard time not betting nicholas dalby i really do all right hold on one second let me this is this is uh demonetization in three two one listen i we i lost the ability to be demonet or i lost the ability to be monetized back when um shit was whenever i lost the account last time so we're we're so far away from that it's it doesn't even matter oh shit Well, cool part about cool part part about all this is that uh, I don't remember my I don't remember my email password. That's fun. This is what you should do. You guys should give me give me an email password, and I'll just use that, and then that way we can all monitor this email together. Let's see here. All right, cool. There we go. Second party authentication. We got it, baby. Um, continue. Oh man, I got a, I got a kid coughing in the background. I didn't even hear it. Uh, let's see here. This is this this is just peak peak internet right here. Like I said, the stream is peak. What a way to start twenty twenty three. Yeah, I know, man. We're really. Hasn't made it through yet. Hasn't made it through. Let's see if it's sitting somewhere. Enables. Uh, what do we got here, Jake? There's got to be something, man. Anyway, I'm leaning Nicholas Dalby. Well, I'll I'll just keep moving along while this while this we try to figure this out. I'm leaning Nicholas Dalby on this fight. Like I said, he finds ways to put himself in weird positions to win fights that he shouldn't. And I believe he has a style that's very hard for judges to figure out whether or not he's winning or losing. Because it's like a it's like a sloppy karate. It's like weird sloppy Viking karate um, is the only way I can really describe it. Nor- Norse karate. It's very strange. Um I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time. Half the time he goes he fights, I'm like, did he win that fight? I don't know. I, I have no idea whether or not he won that fight. So, you know, I'm I'm inclined to believe that if I can't figure it out, the judges who know significantly less than me, they would have a hard time with this as well. So um I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and err on the side of caution here and go Nicholas Dalby slightly. Slightly. All right, Jake, what do we got next? Damn it, man. My nose is stuffy. Oh, Ishmael Bomfim taking on Terrence McKinney over on rounds one and a half. I feel like this will be the parlay buster. I feel like we I feel like we have the potential to have every parlay on the planet Earth busted right here. This is the this is the lineup breaker on DraftKings, if you will. Um, Terrence McKinney has shown himself to have a round. He's got a round in him. That said, the Bonfim brothers have a round, two rounds tops in them. 
knockout path to victory, submission path to victory. I will take the guy with the little bit of wrestling to survive the onslaught of Terrence McKinney and then get the submission. I'm leaning Ishmael here. Um, which seems I know people are on Terrence McKinney, he's like the future. Um, I'm swimming against the current on this one. Take, give me Bonfine. What you got, Jake? Next. Luan Lacerda, Cody Stamen minus 405. Lacerda plus 305. Um, I like Cody Stamen. I can't lay minus 400 juice on him ever. Can't do it. If he had if he had more knockout power, better, you know, better uh better submission, better pension for finishing fights, I could I could I could justify 405 and then a parlay and all this other stuff. I can't here. I can't because he's going to give me 15 minutes of something. Um, and it just, I can't put four or five on it. Um, maybe a two legger with him and Nunez inside the distance. All right. Next. Jake's like, damn, dude, I'm trying to check my shit. Um, Shamil Abdurakhmov taking on Jalton Almeida. Minus 900 on Almeida at the Rock Mob at plus 600. Um, I want to buy into hype on people, right? I really don't want to buy into the hype. You know, I'm not a big hype guy. I'm not a big hype guy. Um, I think Almeida wins. I think he wins inside the distance. Um, now, the lottery becomes how does he win? Does he win by KO? Does he win by sub? That that's your that's your lottery ticket that you're trying to determine right there, right? That's your sixty four thousand dollar question. How does he win? Um, I I don't see this going to decision. He has no body fight on him whatsoever. If he cannot kill uh, Shamil, he will probably die trying and we'll get some weird sloppy reverse KO in the third round. Um, if you're on Almeida, you're looking at KO, you're looking at sub props. That's it. It's really the only way to play it to even bring the price even down remotely. So I, I would go so far as to say Kings 9,700 not worth the price there. Uh, he's going to eat up your entire roster. And he, he eats up your entire salary cap and everybody's going to have him. So it doesn't do you any good. Um, I would... I'm going to take my KO. Ugh. I'll take him by KO. I'll take him by KO. KO or sub. I mean, it's KO or sub. You're li it's literally a coin flip. Just pick. It's a. I mean, it's a coin flip here. He's going to finish him. How? KO sub. I don't know. Is that it, Jake? I think that was it, isn't it? Fifteen fights. Do we have any more? Two more. Three more. Holy shit. Three more. Golly. All right. We got another bomb theme. That's right. Munir Lazez. Uh, this is a dog play. Um, Bonfim by sub is your play. Um, 
Bonfim by sub is your play here if you're on him. He's he's not going to win a three-round decision. He's never been on the second round. He's not going to win a three-round decision against Munir Lezez. So Bonfim by sub is the play. If if that's your side, that's your play. If you're Munir Lezez, decision, KO. I would go so far as to say round three KO, round two and round three KO. Um for Lazez is is worth playing because if Bonfin cannot um cannot submit him, he will be exhausted in trying to do so. And he will be hyped up. I'm not sure the, the bout order. I think this is after McKinney, because I think our bout order here is messed up. Um I think this is after the McKinney fight. So he'll be hyped up because his brother just won. And then he's going to come out and he's going to go all out at Manir Lazez. And Manir Lazez uh, is not the skinny dude that we saw in Abu Dhabi all those years ago when uh, Worley Alves body kicked the shit out of him. Uh, he's put on some mass. My man is thicker than a snicker now. He's ready to get after it. Uh, built for combat. So if Bonfim can't get him out of there in round one, we get real sloppy. We get real tired in rounds two and three. So if you're on Lazez, round two, round three KO. If you're on Bonfim, you're on submission. Round one, round two. Those are your props, and those are all – I don't think you get any of that less than plus 200. So if you bet accordingly with proper unit management, you can secure yourself a win on everything that isn't a decision. So, all right, uh, next one, Bruce Jake. Mequizel Costa taking on Tiago Moises. Costa stepping in – is Costa stepping in on late notice replacement? I believe he is. Uh, Moises minus 350 over and around one and a half. Moises is a solid parlay piece at minus 335 here. He's just, he's going to beat Costa, um, but I think, I think 335. Um, I think, I think that's a part. I think, I think not only is that a parlay piece, I think it's a parlay anchor. So build some parlays off of Moises here. Don't overexpose yourself, obviously, but. You can throw a couple together with him here. I think that's a safe play. I just I don't think Coast I don't think I don't think Coast is going to offer much uh, resistance. Should be pretty one way traffic here. All right, Moises. Bruno Ferreira taking on. Gray. Walk with me on this. Ferreira, nickname Little Hulk. Little Hulk. Taking on Robocop. Rodriguez, we all we hear about it, right? Rodriguez's jujitsu is like Justin Gaethje's wrestling. You hear about it, but you never see it. Supposedly it's somehow amazing, but yet you never see it. You never see it. Um, Rodriguez wants to stand and bang. Wants wants to stand and bang. Uh, I think I think Ferreira is. If you're playing Ferreira, it is one. It is run is what you want. Um, I think under one and a half here. I think it's under one and a half because Ferreira is going to come. Um, and he's either going to expose himself. Terrarian is more slick, counterpunching box, and we get a group 
Rodriguez versus Julian Marquez. What the? F- starting to get on my nerves. I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting frustrated. Um, under one and a half. If you're on Ferreira, take him in round one. This doesn't see round three. No round three start. Under one and a half. Ferreira in round one. Rodriguez in round one. KO method of victory. That's what it is. Either fighter wins by KO. Um, KO round one, KO round two, under one and a half, no round three start. That's those are all those are all very much in play here. Every one of those is is worth your consideration. Hell, stack them up, stack them up. Um, so, no round three start. He says he likes that too. There we go. All right, that'll do it. First show of twenty twenty three. A little technical difficulty action on it. A um, little too much talking about other people at the beginning of the show. Uh, so technical difficulties, too much talking about other people and other than that, man, we're, we're rocking and rolling. Um, you know, we kicked the shit out of some, some ailment we're working on. I got a little bit of snot action, but come Saturday, we should be ready to rock and roll. Nothing, some red meat and sunlight can't continue to fix, which is what we're after. Um, thanks everybody tuned in. Thanks everybody watches after the fact. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, do all that kind of stuff if you want to. If you feel so inclined, if you don't, that's okay too. Um, I will uh, uh, admittedly more active on Twitter now than Instagram. Um, I went a couple weeks back and I deleted all social media off my phone. Um, So in order for me to like tweet or check Instagram, I have to log on to this computer to do so. Um, and that's just like, try to like, keep me from managing my time correctly. But that being said, when I do take a dump on the company time, I reinstall Twitter while I'm there and get on there and peruse. So if you see a tweet pop up in the middle of the day from your boy, just know that I was dropping a deuce when I tweeted it. Um, that's about it, man. Uh, uh, oh, here we go. Boston Bruce, most anticipated fight of 2023, man. I love that's announced so far, Fazeev versus Gaethje. Fazeev is a hammer spot. Um, I think you get Fazeev right now to minus 150, which just, which really just seems like, I don't want to say we're printing money. I don't want to say it's free money. You know I love Justin Gaethje. I love Justin Gaethje. But uh, that crispy, you're not going to leg kick Fazeev the way you leg kick uh, like Poirier. You're just not going to do that. You know, you, you get pieced up the speed. Uh, Volk versus Makachev should be good. Should be good as well. Again, Volk's one of those guys, man. I get very, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to get me fired up about a Volk fight. Something about him just does not elicit the oh yeah like goosebump gene in me you know what i mean it just does not set that ablaze some people like when I, they walk out I'm like oh man i'm nervous you know nervous energy for it. i don't get that with volk he just does not somebody you know what it is it might be his bland ass cooking online that weird thing he does where he tries to cook and all of his shit looks like it tastes like warm oatmeal like everything he cooks like dude can you put some seasoning on it like just a little bit of seasoning, some form of flavor. My man literally made chicken tenders one time and he took 
chicken strips. Okay. Put them in an egg wash. Okay. Rolled them in panko breadcrumbs. Okay. Then air fried them and ate them like that. That was it. That was it. There was no sauce. There was no salt, no pepper. It was chicken, egg wash, panko, air fryer. Bro, what? What? What what are we doing here? What is that? You you that's not cooking. That's I, I've seen guys in prison pull. All right. I'm out of here before the shit keeps chopping up and I get mad and we gotta get a new, new computer for now. I love you guys. We'll see you on Saturday for fights. God bless you. I hope you cash out this weekend. See you.